and they start to fall back. And it's Vincent who exposes himself, stands up on that boulder, grabs the writing crop and says, don't give him an inch, boys. Don't give him an inch. Welcome to Talk With History. I'm your host, Scott, here with my wife and historian, Jen. Hello. On this podcast, we give you insights to our history-inspired world travels, YouTube channel journey, and examine history through deeper conversations with the curious, the explorers, and the history lovers out there. Now, Jen, I do want to ask our listeners, if you're watching the live stream, please give us a like. And if you're listening to this on the Apple Podcast or Spotify, please give us a review because it really does help us grow and it really does help the show. Jen, why don't you tell us what we're talking about tonight on Talk With History. We are going to talk about who I consider the unsung hero of Gettysburg, and that is Strong Vincent. So so Strong Vincent, now this was actually, and you were just reminding me before we started, mm-hmm. that this was like, like our actual real first, it's technically our second video, but it's our first real video that we did just for the channel. It's our first real video for the channel. So if you watch, watch our YouTube channel, Walk With History. Our first video is Nathan Bedford Forrest right. because we were in Memphis and the statue was there at the time and I wanted to inform people who he was and educate people. So we repurposed that video. Yep. This is our first video that we actually went to locations and filmed and told you the story. And it's because we lived in Erie, Pennsylvania. And you had been working you know, or doing kind of like an internship for your graduate program at the Erie Maritime Museum. And we had been learning about yes. a lot more history about the whole Erie area. Well, what really did it was, I think you had a enlistment at the Erie Maritime Museum and we left and there was a statue in front of That's the right. Erie Maritime Museum. Yep. And you had left and I was like, who's this statue? I'm going to look up, who's this and guy? And it's a statue of so, a guy, he's got like this heroic pose. He's kind of like one foot up, yes. like almost on like, you would see like someone on the bow of a ship. Yeah. But he's got this riding crop. Like riding what you kind of like, the, you know, what jockeys have when they're yeah. when they're racing their horses. And then big like lamb chops. Yeah. And definitely a soldier. He's wearing like a, a, like a uniform. And it said, Brigadier General Strong Vincent. And I was like, who is this guy? And it said, Hero of Gettysburg. And I'm like, Erie, Pennsylvania has the statue to Strong Vincent here. So I learned all about him. And I was blown away. So a lot of people will will hear Gettysburg, mm-hmm. and they'll 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 hear Hero of Gettysburg. So they'll think about Gettysburg, the movie. So Chamberlain, nineteen ninety three movie with Jeff Daniels. Jeff Daniels, which actually we just watched a little bit about him and his family history. But you, so you learn about this. But the more you started learning about Strong Vincent, who was from the Erie area, the more you were just like, oh my gosh, he actually was involved at Gettysburg. And so lead us up to how he he got this statue. Who is Strong Vincent, right? And what a great name, right? What a great name. Born in Waterford, Pennsylvania, 1837. And his father's last name is Vincent, but his mother's maiden name is Strong. So that's where he gets his first name from. So Strong Vincent is his mother's maiden name and then his father's last name. And he becomes a lawyer. And he's a lawyer in in Erie, Pennsylvania, and we go to not only his birthplace, but we go to where he practiced law in Erie. And he graduates from Harvard College in 1859 and then starts to practice law and then the war breaks out. Yeah. 
and he feels very called to do his duty. So he joins the 83rd Pennsylvania. And he's in a couple battles. He's in the Battle of Chancellorville. He's in Fredericksburg. But he really takes command at Gettysburg. And he's he gets to Gettysburg on July 2nd, like as the battle is already going on. And he's commissioned first as a lieutenant colonel. He makes colonel in June of 1862. And then in May of 1863, he takes command. I want to get this right. Of the 3rd Brigade, 1st Division, 5th Corps, Army of the Potomac. And that includes the 20th Maine. Which is... Which is Chamberlain. Which is very, very, very famous. Now, rem- remind me, right, as as the non-history buff of, of the duo here, mm-hmm. was it still kind of back then where because he was educated, he already came in as an officer? Yes, yes, he okay, came so in. so because he was a lawyer, he was an came established Came in as a lieutenant person. colonel. Mm-hmm. He came in as a lieutenant colonel. Yes, and then made colonel. Okay. So, so quick, right? Commission. Sure. Educated, right? And, and honestly... That goes a long way because when we talk about what he did that was so instrumental in which I believe gets a lot of credit that he doesn't get recognized for, I think it's because he sees a bigger picture. That was incredibly common back then. Well, that's how Nathan Bedford Forrest did it too. We talk about him and you buy a commission because you have to pay for your commission. That's Mm -hmm. how it was done. You have to be educated and then you have to buy your commission right you know so you have to kind of pay for your commission you have to be a, a person of means it's usually someone so, educated so he came in educated right was mm-hmm. it someone who was able to see the bigger picture mm-hmm. got all the way out to, to gettysburg now think about i, I want to kind of set the stage a little bit more before we start talking you know totally about gettysburg we're in erie pennsylvania if you picture pennsylvania in your mind <laughs> yeah think about the top left corner not too far from buffalo new york think about all the snow up there that's where Erie, Pennsylvania is. Yeah. It's so basically Pennsylvania could have access to the lake. Yeah. And Gettysburg's a lot closer to like the middle southern part of the state. It's, it's yeah. in, in that direction. It's close to State College. I, I yeah. went to Penn State. So it's a little bit to the to the right and south of that. So a little bit farther to the corner, yeah. to the right southern corner, but so in that area. Let's get to Gettysburg. Now kind of run through a kind of what happened there and what we did, what you did in the, the videos, because you did a couple videos. So if you want to watch both videos on our channel, I do a video from Erie, which we follow his life from his birth to where he worked to the, and we'll get to the story to the end of his life. And then I, I do Gettysburg. So I do where he stood and what happened. So let's get into what happened. Yeah, this is what I find so fascinating about Strong Vincent. Second day, he gets to the area where battle is taking place. And what has happened is Major General Sickles, who we've talked about before. Okay. I I want to learn so much more about, was it, is it Dan? Yeah, it's Daniel da- Sickles. Daniel Sickles. I want to do something about Daniel Sickles because we did another podcast and we interviewed He's uh, very colorful. Civil, Civil War week by week. And uh, he talked about Dan Sickles. Super interesting character. Yeah, we'll do it. They need to make a movie about this guy. Yes. But so he's we'll, kind of, we'll move past he's that. a man of his own, you know, demise, I will say, yeah. because he deviated from his orders yep. and leaves a very instrumental location unprotected. And it's called Little Round Top. And if you know anything about Gettysburg, it is a pinnacle point in the battle of that second day. And it's where a lot of people go to visit because of the terrain. And you can see it ha- it's close to Devil's Den. Right now it's closed for renovations at Gettysburg. But 
Sickles leaves uh, Round Top exposed and the chief engineer of the Army of the Potomac, um, Brigadier General Warren, who's the statue that's standing there on Little Round Top, is the one who recognized the tactical importance of this area. And so he's trying to find to defend it. And he's trying to give orders. And what happens is he has an aide. So Warren, you know, is giving orders and he has an aide. Vincent, without consulting his superior superior officers, decides to take his brigade and go and defend Little Round Top. And he says, I will take the responsibility and I will take my brigade there. So he heard, he came across, or, or the, the, aide. Aide, the, the aide came across, mm-hmm. you know, Strong Vincent. And he asked the aide, hey, what are you trying to do? And the aide kind of told him, hey, I'm trying to find somebody to go hold this position. Yep. And Strong Vincent's like, I got it covered. Yep. I'll, he, take, I'll take my folks, yep. which includes Chamberlain and all the yep. whole, all the famous stuff. So Strong Vincent was in charge of these units. Yeah. So he was in charge. I wrote them all down. 20th Maine, 44th New York, 140th New York Infantry, 83rd Pennsylvania, and the 16th Michigan. So 20th Maine, you're going to know Chamberlain. 16th Michigan will also be significant. So the 20th Maine, led by Joshua Lawrence Chamberlain, he receives his fame because this is like the left side of the flank. This is the far left side of the battle. And the rebels are advancing. And they see them at Devil's Den. And if you know anything about Little Round Top to Devil's Den, that's not much space. So if he can see them advancing, he's trying to get his people in place right as they start to come up. And what Vincent does that's, I think, another strategic thing is he lines up his men kind of at the spur of the ground. So right where the ground starts to rise higher, he doesn't, he doesn't put them at the top. He puts them at the spur which is strategically, we know, good, because if you fall back, you fall back to high ground. Right. Right. And so such a smart thing to do, because at one point, when I talked about the 16th Michigan, they start to get hit a lot and they start to fall back. And it's Vincent who exposes himself, stands up on that boulder, grabs the riding crop, which is a gift from his wife, who is pregnant at the time, and says, don't give him an inch, boys, don't give him an inch. And inspires everyone to not fall back, but unfortunately Vincent is mortally wounded in that moment. Yeah, and, and in the, the second video, so we talked about kind mm-hmm. of our, our second video on the channel, which was really kind of our first real one, but 35 videos later, yes. we, you get to, we make it to Gettysburg. It's so great. So, so we, we make it to Gettysburg, and she actually walks through Devil's Den, and I'll link to that particular video in the description of this video. She walks through Devil's Den. She finds Strong Vincent's statue. So there's three things if you go to Gettysburg to honor Strong Vincent. I will tell you right now, you can go into every gift shop and say, do you have anything for Joshua Chamberlain? And they're like, oh, we have this shirt. We have this mug. We have this keychain. We have this postcard. Do you have anything for Strong Vincent? No, but we should. That's yeah. the response I got from so everybody. A, a lot of the folks there, they know of him and they know what he did. Yeah, if you're a, a historian of Gettysburg, you know Strong Vincent, yeah. but he's not revered like Chamberlain is. If you go to Gettysburg, there will be statues everywhere to mark different armies and infantries and brigades, yep, where they stood, units. where they were. And each one, some of them are really unique and beautiful. And the one for the 83rd Pennsylvania is on that spur where he where 
Benson was and put the 83rd. Now that statue is to commemorate all of the 83rd, but it looks like Strong Vincent. It's made in his likeness. Right. It doesn't say his name on it, but it has the lamb chops. It has the- The riding crop. The riding crop. It has the hat. It's it's almost like the, the statue at Erie. Yep. But it's there at Gettysburg. Now there's another white marker a little bit farther back, higher up on the slope of Little Round Top that says, this is where Vincent fell. It's like a cross- and it's like a white mark. You can't miss it. It looks almost like a tombstone. Then if you're close to the top of Little Round Top, there's a boulder that you can't see unless you know it's there that's like engraved. That's they, It cut into the stone. And they did this in 1864. And it says... Colonel Strong Vincent fell here. Yeah. So there's three things that you can find. And then he was, was it was he posthumously promoted or he was promoted just before he died? So it's Brigadier General. Commander of the Army of the Potomac, Major General Meade, recommends Vincent for promotion to Brigadier General on the evening of July 2nd. So that same day oh, after wow. the battle, after he's injured, after he's taken back to it's the the Busham Farm. He recommends him for Brigadier General. And so then he's promoted on July 3rd. So Lincoln approves it. That's right. That next day. And he's promoted on July 3rd. And he's commissioned to Brigadier General on his deathbed. There is conflicting testimony whether he knew oh, he okay. received the commission. I think he knew because he dies five days later. I mean, he just... He got shot in the leg or like his in the leg gro- through in the, the groin. groin. Yeah, so hit that artery. Hit there. that artery yeah. there, and so he's nursed, and he's he is lucid, he is coherent, and he is talking until the very end. But he just he lingers for those five days. It must have been just miserable. And then at the end, when he's passing away, he's muttering the Lord's prayer as he dies. Yeah, it's so so it, it was powerful. It was, it was really neat to kind of almost go full circle mm-hmm. with Strong Vincent, right? And one of the things, if you guys follow Jen on Instagram or anywhere and Gettysburg comes up, she will bring up Strong Vincent. I will, because I don't think a lot of people know him or give him credit. And there are people who will acknowledge, oh yeah, he he's important. I'm like, no, 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 no. Without Strong Vincent, and I don't I really push this, an officer taking his agency upon himself to hold the line, knowing that this is a strategic part. That's important. We were both officers in the military. And to to make those determinations on your own, I mean, you're taught that. And you're taught that there will be moments when you're going to have to decide, but you're also going to have to defend that decision. And he does it. He sees it. He knows it. He sees the, the opening. He sees the vulnerability. He sees the Confederates coming. And he has a brigade. And so he's like, I'm going to put them all up there. And it's like he gets everyone in position just as they come up. And I don't think people realize they do this in the 1993 movie Gettysburg. And it's important that he does stress to Chamberlain. They show that scene. They show that scene. That's a real moment. He does stress to Chamberlain. You have got to hold the line. You are the far left flank of the Army of the Potomac. Now, one of the other things that I think we should talk about is there's another reason that you like that particular scene of Gettysburg <laughs> is because the actor who plays Strong Vincent in Gettysburg is an actor that you like. Maxwell Caulfield. He is in Greece too. He's yeah. In, he's in, he's 
one of the love interests. He's interest. the guy. He's the guy. Yeah, he's he's the, he's the main guy. He's the main guy from Greece. So we, we make a joke about that. I think in our first. Yeah, the, we actually show video. him and every we, we do show the, the Greece scene and stuff like that. I kind I kind of cringe when I watch some of our earlier videos I know, yeah. because we were learning quite a, quite a bit. Yeah, Michael um, Carrington. So th- you might know Greece too. Michelle Pfeiffer. That was right. done for early, early yeah. movies. But you don't see Maxwell Caulfield a lot. He does things here and there. Yeah. He's not like a, a big A-list actor. Yeah. But when I w- watch that scene, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's Maxwell Caulfield from Grease 2. Yeah. So he plays strong Vincent in the movie. And they do have that moment. He's talking to Jeff Daniels and he, who's Joshua Chamberlain, and tells him, you know, you, you're the fall left flank. You've got to defend this t- with your death, basically. This is everything. And... He says, no, we'll see how professors fight. Because Chamberlain is a professor. Yeah, it's not right. because not because Vincent is. Vincent's a lawyer, but Chamberlain's a professor. Well, and you have to think about it, too, right? It's not like this is the first time these ever two have met. No, right? because and, or he's, fought. He's been, in, he's been in charge of this unit for quite a long time. So Strong Vincent was like very familiar and proven with, with Chamberlain and Fredericksburg, proven, right? And so Chancellorville. that these these guys had already been fighting mm-hmm. together for you know weeks, if not months, and and longer than that. So these the men like from Chamberlain and everyone else there trusted yes. and knew trusted their leader, right? Tr- yes. Trusted Strong Vincent to be like we trust him enough. He's been successful enough. That we're going to stay here. We're going to hold this line. And I think it goes to show, too, he, they're holding the line to the extent where they're running out of ammunition and they're fixing bayonets. Yeah. I mean, right? that's that's not something that you do just because you're like, yeah, I think this is a strategic spot. This is like, you, know, you hold this or we lose it all. Yeah, exactly. And that's that's exactly what happened. They never, the rebels were never able to advance. They held the line. And even though Strong Vincent is, is injured early and brought to the back of the line, and the rest of his brigade don't give up. They all stand their positions. I don't know. You know, you can say you were inspired by your leader. We talk about George Washington leading from the front a lot. Yeah. And the inspiration that Vincent gave to his men with getting up there with the riding crop and saying, don't give an inch, boys, don't give an inch, and then getting injured. A lot of people might have felt like my boss, my leader, it just got injured. I'm going to fight for him. I'm going to defend him. I'm going to protect him. We do visit him in this, his final resting place. Yeah, he's in Erie. He's brought back he's, to Erie. He's buried in Erie with a bunch. Of, he's like a family plot. Yeah, it's a family plot. His wife was pregnant at the time, but she has a little girl, but the little girl doesn't live past the age of one because of sickness. Her name is Blanche. She's, he's buried right beside her. And then his wife never remarries. She dies in 1914. So he's buried between the two of them. But his grave, if you watch our video, it is honored. Yep. It is an honored grave. He has a gar. He has the, the, the Grand Army of the Republic star. He has medals on it. He had a ton of pennies. He, he, he and, was actually, you can tell in the Erie area, right? He was one of those famous historical figures that yes. people just knew about. They mm-hmm. learned about kind of what he did at... Well, there was like a Gettysburg. high school name, Strong Vincent High School. That's right. That's where everybody, if you live in Erie, PA, you went to Strong Vincent High School. It is now Strong Vincent Middle School, but it was the high school for about 70 years. Yeah. And now it's the middle school. I remember we actually, when it's either the first video or second video initially came out, people started commenting who had gone to <laughs> Strong Vincent High School. Yes. Eventually, we got comments from people who had lived in Erie, PA, you know, and grown up there and actually attended that high school and 
And there were a couple of folks who said, hey, I never knew this much about Strong Vincent. Thank you so much yes. for making this video. I just think he's, I mean, I don't want to like be crass, but I think he's all around badass. And he looks cool. If you can look at our videos and look at the pictures, he looks like a confident, cool guy. And even there's testimony of how he was. They said he was a big gentleman, but quiet. I just think more people need to know who he is because really he could have changed his decision making if or lack thereof could have changed the entire outcome of Gettysburg, which could have changed the entire outcome of the Civil War. So a lawyer from Erie, Pennsylvania, when you think Josh Chamberlain, I want you to think of strong Vincent because Chamberlain survives. We always talk about this. Chamberlain yeah. survives. He gets to tell his story and Vincent doesn't. Who knows how much higher he would have went. But uh, I just, I'm so honored to, for him to be our real first video and to still tell his story. Yeah, he's one of those gems that you unearth. And the more you learn about this person, the, the, the more inspired, the more inspired that you get. So as we talk about Strong Vincent, you, you think back and there are so many heroes throughout history that receive recognition for their heroic deeds. In the United States, we look back on our relatively short history compared to other countries and nations around the world. We talk about larger-than-life characters like George Washington, Abraham Lincoln, Ulysses S. Grant, General Douglas MacArthur, Buzz Aldrin. I bet you can name a hero across any age of American history. But little do many folks know of the pivotal role that a lawyer from Waterford, Pennsylvania, played in the American Civil War. This lawyer served in the army and took initiative to hold the line at Gettysburg. No, he didn't charge with anyone with bayonets himself, but how could a soldier not be inspired by a colonel rallying his troops from the front yelling, don't give him an inch, boys, don't give him an inch. Thank you for listening to the Talk With History podcast and please reach out to us at our website, talkwithhistory.com. But more importantly, if you know someone that would enjoy this particular podcast, shoot them a text and tell them about Talk With History because we rely on you, our community, to grow and we appreciate you all every day. We'll talk to you next time. Thank you.